Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really, really don't wanna. In every episode, we will be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, I guess that's where the reluctancy comes in. Scott, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine. I'm excited to listen to you talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We are on to book two, everybody. Yes, book two, which you have told me, uh, I believe, is your favorite book, right? It's oh, absolutely the not. The favorite book you've ever read. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Love it so uh, much. Oh, my God, I can't stand it. So, no, it's not that I can't stand it. Um, of the Harry Potter books, uh, Chamber of Secrets is my least favorite one. Um, I, I think, I think that's a pretty, pretty wide consensus among most Harry Potter fans that it's, it's just the, the least, uh, exciting, I guess it, it's just there. Um, but, but towards the end of the series, there's a lot of fun callback stuff where it's like, oh wow, that, that's cool that, that, that happened and it makes sense now, I guess. We did actually conduct a very formal poll of a grand total of one other Harry Potter fan, uh, shout outs to Jake, a friend of ours. And he said the fifth <laughs> book, I think, is the worst. Was that what he said? Um, uh, the fifth? Yeah, no, that that's what he said. Um, so, Mr. Widespread amongst Harry Potter fans, so far, it's 50-50 in, in our no, very well, scientific he, here's poll. The thing. He, here's, here's the thing. He said, no, actually, you're, you're right. He did say that the fifth book is, his also, uh, is also his least favorite. Yes. He but did. he was sparked by his hatred of the fifth movie. Um, the fifth book is not fantastic, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And knowing you, I think you will enjoy a lot of things about the fifth book. Fair enough. I think he did say, maybe this is you, that the ending of the fifth book, it kind of redeems it. It's uh, the the ending of book five is unbelievable. It's, it's great. Well, yes. Listen, I, I guess we'll, we'll cross that bridge. (laughs) <laughs> when we come to it, uh, this we got this secret chamber to to explore. In the meantime, hell yes, very very exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here. Yeah, man, let's Zach. let's hear it. What do you let's, think? Uh, oh, hold on, wait. What what chapters are we covering today, bud? So that's a great question. The, the first chapter, and this is evidenced by my literal three separate notes that I have. Is is so much recap. In fact, one of the three notes that I have is this chapter is ninety percent recap. Yeah, literally nothing happens. Uh, I mean, very little happens. I should say. I think we might. My assumption is is that stuff kicks off towards the latter chapters, which is what happened in the last book. So those might be longer discussions. So in these early chapters, uh, when less is happening. I, I haven't decided. We we may go through chapter one through five. I might squeeze try and squeeze in six. I guess we'll probably see what the time is. All right. Once, once to be determined. Into, yeah. TBD still, which is not an STD. Uh, yeah. So I there there's um I think that that the first several books, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, probably was not sure if people were gonna be reading her books consecutively Mm -hmm. or if people would just be picking up a random book so i hope you enjoy the recap chapters bud (laughs) yeah that oh boy see that's that was my question here it was like i'm trying to think of other book series i've read 
And I'm trying to think back for the life of me if there's that much recap in other book series. No. <laughs> and I don't think that there is. Remember, this is it's a children's series, man. Yeah. Especially early on. They forget on like a this. lot. They're dumb. <laughs> children are children are stupid. Um I will yes. say I believe we're gonna do we did the first book in three episodes. Uh this one's a little bit longer according to Zach and sort of according to Kindle. There was a little bit of a confusion <laughs> surrounding that that I won't get into. But I think we're going to do four episodes for this one, but yeah, let's 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 go ahead and jump in here. All right, chapter one. My first note is just Harry's home life with the Dursleys. My favorite. Oh yeah. Mer- mercifully, this doesn't go on long. Like I said, the the first chapter is almost all recap. In fact, the only real note I have here for chapter one is Harry messes with Dudley by muttering nonsense magic words, and I thought that was pretty funny. Um, definitely it, something you would do. Definitely. Def- oh, I would be doing it constantly. Dudley is terrified of him. So he's he's very freaked out by Harry just muttering nonsense. And that's it. My The last note I have for this chapter is this chapter's 90% recap. So let's, let's just jump right into chapter two here. Sounds so good. The Dursleys are having this very important dinner party. And Dobby the elf, we find, is in Harry's room. During the party, he go. He's supposed to not make a sound and stay in his room. They make that very clear to him several times. He's not even supposed to exist. Now, Scott, I'm I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere that Dobby the house elf is your favorite Harry Potter character. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, Zach. You're you may be onto something because literally <laughs> my my next note after Dobby the elf is in Harry's room. I already dislike him greatly. Let, let me tell you, it goes from dislike to just straight on the hatred real quickly here. Dobby is, oh my God, F- freaking Dobby. So, <laughs> He's a Dob- house elf, man. What are you going to do? freaking house elf. Dobby tells Harry he can't go back to Hogwarts and starts just being really loud and an annoying shit uh, about it. He's trying to get him in trouble with the Dursley. Well, no, that comes later, actually. Right now, he's just being a fucking idiot just banging his head against the wall every time he says something he seems to be very like oh the the whole idea behind is this character is like very like abused and browbeaten um this is not the way those kind of people act maybe house elves are different i don't know but i just found i just find everything about his character so annoying so far i hope he gets better but i I don't have high hopes for that um (laughs) But also I have here, so he's he's he tries to get him into trouble with the Dursleys, like that will make Harry want to stay there if the Dursleys are mad at him, and I guess this question is kind of answered later because of what happens, but also I have many questions about that. This, well, no, 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 I, I, I think it's that he wanted the Dursleys to, to prevent him from yes, going. Yes, and that, that is what ends up sort of happening, but again, I have questions about that, that doesn't make sense, and we'll get to that. So Dobby says at some point, I think Harry mentions that because Dobby's whole thing is like, oh, it's too dangerous for you to go back to school. You can't. You'll be in danger. And Harry mentions like, no, it's fine. Dumbledore's there. And Dobby has a line here about uh, there are powers Dumbledore doesn't. And then he kind of trails off and he says that no decent wizards. And then he trails off again and starts banging his head against a wall or something. So... This is kind of the second time, I believe in the first book, it was McGonagall that said something to the effect of, like, 
oh, you're as powerful as Voldy, you just won't do evil powers or spells or shit like that. Right. So Dobby's making mention of this too. This is this is kind of a whole like, oh, the dark side of the force is more powerful, but it's not, it's just easier type of thing. I don't know. Um so That's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. So Dobby has been keeping we find out here that Dobby has been keeping Ron and Hermione's letters from Harry. Fucking Ron, asshole. But Harry was being a real mopey son of a bitch that he hadn't heard from Ron and Hermione. <laughs> which I get. Those are like his first real friends in the world, and they say they're gonna write him. And then they never do that. that this, this is exactly how we get when our friend Chaz doesn't respond <laughs> to our group messages for weeks. <laughs> Zach, as the resident worst texter in the world, I don't think you have any business hating <laughs> That's on, not true. Our that it is might be true. a little true. Zach still calls people. Zach still <laughs> uses his phone as a phone. What the fuck? Oh, my anyway. God. Uh, so Dobby, yeah, he's been keeping these letters because he's a real asshole. He uses magic to get Harry in trouble, and just immediately, an owl from the Ministry of Magic swoops in with a letter saying, hey, cut that shit out or we'll fuck you up. Quit using magic, you dick. You're an underage wizard. Don't do that. Which, it seems weird to me that they instantly know that magic was used, but that they don't know who used it because it wasn't harry that used it it was this dumb house elf they just assume oh this is the only witch or wizard living there right it has to be him yeah this is a weird thing um they i I don't think it's any form of spoiler they call it the trace uh if you if you have the trace on you trace uh i don't it's there's this whole just like confusion on like how it works and how they monitor things and stuff and it is, I mean, it is brushed over in a very, like, uh, well, it's magic, and that's it just is how it is. There seems um, to be a lot of that in these <laughs> chapters, which really starts to bug me. By the way, The Trace sounds like a sci-fi original movie that would be dude, like, amazing. let's write it, man. Let's write it, The let's Trace. Do it. So, yeah, so this, this owl comes in and freaks out the people from the dinner party, the the people the Dursleys are trying to impress. Apparently, this lady is terrified of birds, which is funny. Uh, That's right. And so Mr. Dursley goes full mental here. He pays someone to put fucking bars on Harry's window, and he just makes it into a goddamn prison sale. Sale. They, I think they install, like, a cat door in his door, too, so they can push yep. meals through. <laughs> I, I had a thought here of, like, why don't they just lock him in the broom closet like they always used to? Like, the good old days. Why why would he spend money to do all this installing these cat door and these fucking bars on the window? So he gets meals and bathroom breaks, like, twice a day, and they literally say that they're never letting him out. What's the, what's the Dursley's long-term plan here? Are they just going to let this kid rot away in this room for the next 20 years and two bathroom breaks and two meals a day? Yes. Just, yes, that is the answer. Yes. The Dursleys suck, man. But, and that's, it's but that doesn't make any sense even from their point of view. I mean, listen... J.K. Rowling wanted to make sure everybody knows. Oh, we know. The Dursleys. <laughs> the Dursleys do suck. But 
<laughs> it's so heavy-handed. I would think they would love to get rid of him by sending him to Hogwarts. They hate yeah. him. Why do they want to pay for putting bars on his window and paying for his meals that they're shoving through the door? This whole thing is so preposterous. It's, it's like, it's just, just it's get such rid of a, him. It's such a backwards-ass thing. Like, they, they hate him. Yes. Uh, so they take pleasure in keeping him from being happy. I guess... Yeah, I, I can, okay, I so I can kind of see what you're saying. What you said about, like, they hate him, so they don't want him to be happy kind of makes sense. But yeah. if this was me, I'd be like, yeah, kid, go to your fucking school and never come back. I don't want to ever see you again. Go to hell. We're not paying for your food or your bars on your window. It's, I don't know. Um. So that's the end of chapter two. No. Yes, oh, well, okay, <laughs> the, at the very end, and I was getting to that, Ron shows up outside his window. Uh, yes. At the very end of chapter two. Good job. So my first note of chapter three, if you would allow me, Dick. Uh, Ron, Gred, and Forge, which I have trouble not typing that now because I just I still think that's so funny. The Gred and Forge gag. <laughs> um, that is good. I forgot about that. <laughs> Ron, Gred, and Forge are in a flying car outside Harry's window, and they are there to bust him out. Here's a because magic thing. I guess you can explain to me. So. They are revving up a car. They make a big deal about that. And then they proceed to yank bars out of this house, out of the window. Somehow this doesn't wake up the Dursleys. Um, But then one screech from the owl, who Harry almost forgets, Mr. Dursley instantly in the room. He, like, instant transmissions straight into that room. After the one screech from the owl, yet he somehow couldn't hear a car revving up outside and literally part of his house getting yanked out. Mm, You know, man, no comment. This is lazy writing, and it's really bugging me. Uh, He really does not want Harry to leave, by the way, which, again, (laughs) makes no damn sense. He, like, screams and dives at Harry and grabs him. And is like screaming for his wife, like he's getting away. <laughs> Just like, dude, <laughs> cut your losses, let him dude, go. He's psychotic, man. He's pretty psychotic. Um, so so they get away. Uh, Harry tells the Weasleys about the stuff with Dobby, and the Weasleys tell him that house elves have powerful magic, but aren't allowed to use it without their owner's permission. Yeah, because Dobby did magic. So they, Ron and Harry, instantly assume that Dobby was sent by Draco Malfoy because house elves are like for old, rich wizard families, which the Malfoys would be. Um, so they mention here, and they mention a couple times in the upcoming chapters too, and I, it, it sticks out to me, and I hope there's more to this. I hope this pays off in some way but they talk about percy here percy has apparently been acting strangely they say and he's, <laughs> yeah, he he's, has. he's been shut up in his room sending a bunch of letters and my note here just says oh i hope he's actually evil like he's possessed by voldy or something <laughs> like maybe <laughs> voldy is no longer living under that dude's turban maybe he's on the back of percy's prefect badge or something Dude, Percy is, uh, you, you know the Jar Jar theory? The, yeah, the Darth, yeah. The, yeah. Darth Jar Jar. Per, so Percy is who Voldemort reports to. Okay, excellent. That's <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. 
Um, so, so they get to the Weasley's house, and of course, Mrs. Weasley is, is understandably furious uh, at her sons for what they did. She mentions that they never had these troubles with Bill, Charlie, or Percy. And I, I I don't know. This whole thing here, like, it just reminds me again that if if Bill, Charlie, and Percy were like, you know, these uh, idyllic sons and, and very good students and all this stuff, this makes Ron's, like, whole thing even worse to me because it's like Fred and George, like, are fine. They, they're they fine with being in their bro- older brother's shadows, but, like, Ron is just, like, not cool with it at all. And his just kind of persecution complex just... This just made me think of that. I don't, I don't think there's anything that addresses here that, but it just made me think of that as, like, oh, well, they also... Fred and George also have to deal with the fact that Bill, Charlie, and Percy are, like, the golden children. Well, right. No, they're, they're good. Like, they're good kids, and, like, they, they did well, but, like... They're extremely popular. Everybody knows and likes them. And the sure, twins, at I the very least, true. have that. They're popular and cool and funny, and everybody loves them. Right. They're fun, and yeah, they're they're like the partiers, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Weasley is obsessed with muggle stuff, and he, brings up, <laughs> and he breaks a bunch of the rules he's supposed to enforce. Yes. Uh, that's sweet. We haven't met him yet. They just mentioned that. I already love... Mr. Weasley and my love for him only grows through these chapters. Uh, <laughs> Arthur's the man. Ar- Arthur rules. Uh, so <laughs> Harry's like, or from Harry's point of view, he's looking at things in the Weasley's home here, and he notes the clock doesn't have any numbers on it. It's just one hand, and it just says things like "make tea." But my favorite is "you're late." That's funny. There's just like I think I'm like, "Hey, you're late, dipshit. Get going." And then some of the names of these wizard books uh, I loved, like uh, Charm Your Own Cheese and One Minute Feast. <laughs> it's magic. That's <laughs> how it works, man. I, just, I love the names of these <laughs> wizard books. <laughs> One Minute Feast. It's magic. No shit. Uh, so they have to denome the garden. Um, and Mrs. Weasley is apparently in love with Gilderoy Lockhart, which I think is our first mention of him. Um, <laughs> Lockhart is a is a champion. Uh, yeah, well, we'll get to Lockhart. We will get to Lockhart. <laughs> Mr. Dursley gets home here, and at one point he just says, Mundungus Fletcher tried to hex me while my back was turned. Mundungus Fletcher is A, an amazing name, and B, Mr. Weasley already seems rad. Because he's like, ah, oh, that Mundungus Fletcher tried to hex me while my back was turned. <laughs> and there's, like, no context for this whatsoever, and I love it. Uh, they go up to Ron's room, and it's, like, decked out in his all his Quidditch, his favorite Quidditch team stuff. And the name of Ron's favorite... I love the names. You know I love the names in these books. The name of Ron's favorite Quidditch team is... The Chudley Cannons. Fuck yeah, dude. Chudley. The yeah. Chudley Cannons. Yes, sir. The Chudley Which Cannons. Is instantly the best thing Ron's ever done. The Chud Cans, dude. The Chud Cans. They are apparently ninth in the league, which sounds bad. Ron They're roots not for great. 
Ron roots for an underdog, which I, I can respect. Uh, that's, it's almost yeah. like being a Rockies fan. Ugh, fuck off. It's, <laughs> it can't be that bad. Nothing is that bad. Oh, I am a Rockies fan, by the way. Long, long suffering. Oh, man. Hey, it's okay, man. Rockies are my favorite NL team. Wow. And Coors Field is the best ballpark. That's true. It is gorgeous. Uh, go there if you ever the chance. Yeah. So that's the end of chapter three. Chapter four, my first note. The mirror just yells at Harry, tuck your shirt in, scruffy. <laughs> Dude, I want this mirror just in my place. Just calls him scruffy. Tells him to tuck his shirt in. The mirror just being a, like a dick to him is great. I love that. I, I just feel like if I put that mirror in my place, it would just it would tell me to work out. And I yeah. would be, like, I would just be so sad much fat every ass. day. <laughs> shave that, shave that stupid mustache. Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy, man. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Um. So here go they again. Mention Percy hasn't been normal and is spending all his time in his room. This had better fucking pay off somewhere down the line. Uh, dude, he he's gotten his hands on his first issue of like, Witch Boy or something like that. <laughs> How old is Percy? I don't know. I think he's he's a seventh year. No, he graduated. Did he graduate? I don't know. No, I don't remember. he's still going to he's school. He's like 17. Him. Okay. He should have got his first issue of that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> he just discovered those, uh, <laughs> those, those playing cards that, that you get in Vegas. <laughs> um, so Ginny is super in love with Harry. I'm sure that will go nowhere make a they make a deal out of that several several times so they're getting ready to go to Di- diagon whatever it is alley to buy their shit and there's uh there's a whole lot of rules for this flu powder stuff and it seems real dangerous but Hell they're yeah. all extremely hand wavy about it they're like nah nah harry you'll be fine <laughs> just don't do this 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 make you do this do that say it proudly do this 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 but you'll be fine go go do it now it's this stuff seems real dangerous. Harry gets like fucked up going through this flu powder. Uh but they're just like, nah, it's fine, do it. Of course he doesn't end up in the right spot. Yeah. He's it, his, it's, his, his he falls over, his glasses gets fucked up. I think he bumps his elbow at some point, his nose gets all fucked up. It's funny because like obviously I didn't didn't acknowledge this as a as a kid reading this, but rereading or like skimming through these chapters um to get ready for for recording. Um, it's like how like upfront and just in your face they are about like all these yes. rules and how, yes. oh, but it's going to be fine. You're fine. It's, it's fine. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's not, he's not going to be fine. No. This will not be okay. This is going to be a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. He super was not fine. And there were like a million rules. They're like, uh, oh, tuck your elbows, say it loud and proud make sure you get off at the right exit or you'll go straight down to <laughs> Satan. Um, <laughs> Don't step on a crack. You'll break your mom's back. <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. So, he, of course, he ends up in a creepy shop. And, of course, right then the Malfoys show up at that shop very conveniently. He hides in a cabinet and listens to them. It's And it's it's Malfoy, Draco, and his dad, Lucius, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Malfoy is talking to the owner of the shop. And he's talking about the ministry making a bunch of raids for illegal shit, illegal wizard shit, I assume, and he wants to unload some of his stuff before they do. Uh, 
Lucius makes fun of Draco for letting Harry and Hermione beat him in everything. Draco whines about Quidditch and uh, Harry being on the team and him not. And Lucius is like, we'll stop sucking. And then also later Malfoy is like, oh, Hermione, that uh, she's not even a real wizard. And he's like, well, why does she beat you in every test, you dumbass? Which I just find funny. Um, then I have in my notes, hmm, no mention of Ron, maybe because he sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they call out two of the other, two of the three main characters is like Draco being upset about them and Lucius making fun of him, but no mention of Ron whatsoever. Um, so, so they leave. It turns out Harry is in Nocturne Alley. Mm-hmm. And he's getting freaked out by, like, a creepy old witch when Hagrid finds him. Hagrid just happens to be there as well. Finds him and takes him out to uh, Diagon Alley proper, where they meet Hermione and the Weasleys again. Um, Arthur is fascinated by Hermione's parents because they are muggles. And he's like, tell me everything there is about muggles. Arthur's, I love him. Uh... I think they go to a bookshop here because they find Percy reading a book called Prefects Who Gained Power. (laughs) (laughs) Also amazing. They mention here that he wants to be Minister of Magic. Yeah, Hell yeah. And I was hoping they were like, oh, yeah, he wants to be Dark Ruler of the Universe. That would have been funny, but. I don't know why, but I'm fascinated by this Percy stuff. This is the third time she has called it out in like four chapters uh, in the start of this book. Hey, so I, I want to point, I do want to point something out before you get too okay, far away. Sure. Uh, when when Harry is overhearing uh, the Malfoys talk mm-hmm. with in, in Borgen and Burks, um, you get the first like, so like it, there's been subtle hints of like racism, right? Like right, with right. Muggleborns and and just muggles in general and things like that. But this is the first like the first time you see it from an adult and you get to see it just like super blatant and you know I he calls he calls uh Arthur something like like a muggle loving something. Yeah, muggle love, yeah. And it's just like it, it's it's so in your face like fuck dude. Like th- from from in this book moving forward it's like abundantly clear like yeah, we're dealing with a bunch of fucking racists. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, there's there's definitely parts where it's like, I think later Lucius says like, oh, I see who you choose to associate with, like talking about Hermione's parents, like the muggles. And, yeah, and um, it, it's just so like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lucius seems like a bad dude for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. They, uh... So yeah, but yeah. Uh, to be fair, Arthur is definitely a Muggle lover. Like, he's <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. He won't shut up about Hermione's parents, and like he wants them to tell tell them everything, tell him everything. So, so Gilderoy Lockhart, the heartthrob, is at the bookstore. It's like all they. She makes a point to mention that this dude is like has a real flashy smile and is is a good looking dude, and it's all these like middle-aged women like middle-aged witches that like are in love with him um this dude gilderoy 
seems like a real oblivious, arrogant dumbass, and I immediately love him. Oh, no, Scott. I love Lockhart. He is my boy. I think part of it may be the way, is it Jim Dale? Is that your boy? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who reads. The, oh, yeah, dude. His Gilderoy Lockhart voice his is His Gilderoy amazing. Lockhart voice is so good. It's like, it's like, Harry, Harry, listen Harry, here, my boy. boy. Wait your turn. It's so good. I I think part of it is that, but also I just, he's so oblivious, but he's amazing. He's just confident as fuck, and he has no reason to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. He, he's awful. So uh, a, a fun thing, a nice little fun fact for you mm-hmm. is a, a lot of um, a lot of the characters in these books. I mean, and this this goes with most authors, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of the characters in the books are based off of people that um, J.K. Rowling knows in okay. real life. And they're man, uh, people are probably going to fucking message us and tell me that I'm an idiot because I might be wrong. But I, I, I think that Gilderoy Lockhart is based off of like a guy that she dated that was basically oh, really? like a fucking asshole. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Like the uh like Privet Drive, mm-hmm. um the there was like a, a girl that like was like a like a like a bully to mm-hmm. JK Rowling when she was a kid. Uh who, her Dursley's last name then? was was like Privet or something like that. Mm. Um and uh yeah it's they like they all just represent people that like kind of like shat on on her gotcha. uh so yeah just just so you know interesting so the Malfoys are there at the book thing they're being assholes and arthur and lucius have a showdown then yeah i think this is where lucius says something like oh i see the company you keep arthur or something like that and Arthur just straight up tries to beat the fuck out of him because <laughs> Arthur rules. Uh, He's good, man. I love how they're not like, they don't like pull out wands and, and start like having a wizard's duel. No, Arthur just jumps on him and just starts trying to beat the shit out of him. Uh, I appreciate that. Hagrid pulls them apart. Hagrid shows up and that's pretty much the end of this chapter, I think. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's interesting. Did you take notice that... Um this is where, um, where is it here? Her, her, aren't Hermione's parents here? Yeah, that's who. That's who he was talking about. Yeah. When, so the, isn't that isn't that cool that you have a a witch or wizard son or daughter, and you just get to like fucking ride that coattail and come hang out? Yeah, in the I guess. World? Like, it just seems weird that they're even there at all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I, did, I guess I did, like because it's it's. We're seeing most things, you know, from Harry's perspective where it's like his, the Dursleys wouldn't be caught dead there, you know. Yeah. But it's like Hermione's parents are like totally cool with it. And yep. that's, that's pretty cool. They're just like, oh shit, our daughter's a witch. Well, hell. All right, girl. <laughs> oh, you do good at school now. We're going to go get your wands. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I think there's, I think there's a specific line earlier in the book when they're at Gringotts about like Arthur being like oh you're exchanging muggle money for wizard money and he's just of course like fascinated by all this shit and uh, then we get a good line from uh from Miss Weasley uh after the fight gets broken up she she goes a fine example to set for your children <laughs> brawling in a pub or excuse me in public 
what Gilderoy Lockhart must have thought. Yeah, she, <laughs> she obviously, so all she cares is what Gilderoy Lockhart thinks, which is pretty yes, amazing. It's so good. Uh, but Arthur, oh, Arthur's so good. I like him a lot. Hey guys, it's time for the obligatory self-promotion intermission. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, it would mean the world to both Scott and I if you could leave us a five-star review or rating on whatever podcast listening app that you're using. See, it's actually kind of insane how much a five-star review or rating propels a new young podcast like this. So we really mean it when we say that we appreciate the support. Also, if you'd like to stay a little bit more up-to-date on our release schedule or really anything that we have going on, check us out on Twitter. Twitter handle is at we don't want pod. And now, back to the podcast. Uh, so chapter five, uh, Harry ruminates about how this month has been the happiest of his life at the Weasleys because he's staying with the Weasleys for like this last month before school. Yeah. And he says specifically he almost doesn't want to go back to Hogwarts. He's having so much fun at the Weasleys. And this just makes me think your family is obviously amazing, Ron. Quit being so shitty about them all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's the so like I, I know I keep pushing back on like your observations of Ron. But that's the one thing that's like, dude, you have an incredible family. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally everyone aside from Percy is like <laughs> yeah, just the Percy. coolest people and like so nice. And everyone says the nicest things about Bill and Charlie. You still haven't met Aunt Muriel. So, but yeah, everybody right. in his family is good except for Percy and Aunt Mur- Muriel. Right, but yeah, I mean, Harry is constantly talking about like how Hogwarts is like the greatest thing in his life that ever happened to him, and he's having so much fun at the Weasleys that he almost doesn't want to go back. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty telling, I think. That's yeah, no, absolutely. I think so, that, that's a good observation. Yeah. So, Mister Weasley has magic to the car, so that it's way roomier on the inside, and he's like, Shh, "Don't tell, don't tell Mrs. Weasley, because I've put like these charms or spells on it." <laughs> And so they they can, like, hold, like, all these trunks and all of them, like, no problem. And Mrs. Weasley is just like, hmm, it's amazing what these muggles can do. It looks so much smaller from the outside. (laughs) She's, like, completely confused. She thinks these muggles are, like, amazing engineers. And she's just like, wow, it's really roomy in here. And Mr. Weasley's just like, (laughs) don't tell her. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. Uh, That's pretty funny. So they get to the the station. God, this is this is where I really got upset and angry. Oh, let's hear it! I love it. Everything that happened here. Ron and Harry can't go through the portal to the platform. Everyone else goes through. They're last for some reason. They can't get through. They're last because storytelling. Exactly. Yes, because reasons. <laughs> Of course, everyone notices and stares at them when they crash into this barrier, despite the fact that no one has ever noticed that several hundred people walk straight (laughs) through it a couple of times a year. Yep. But they immediately notice Ron and Harry crashing into it. This is so, I feel like there's an easy way you could, uh, just a toss away line of like, oh, there's magical charms in this area that make us invisible as we go through, or just give me something, but it's just so... (sighs) Magic exists, use it, don't give me this unexplained bullshit. You know, there there is this, like, idea that, like, muggles are just... um... 
they what, don't want the to word? acknowledge their like they refuse to sure yeah like they they're just uh they're just blind you know well yes but we'll we'll get to that here in a minute too <laughs> God um damn you <laughs> this is straight up the worst plan of all time ron is such a dumbass oh yeah and first of all also back to jk rowling not making sense wouldn't Mr. and Mrs. Weasley have noticed that, hey, all our family didn't come through behind us? Because if I remember from the last book, there was like a big to-do of putting them on the train and saying goodbye and blah, blah, blah. But now apparently Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are just like, well, we got a couple of our kids there on the train. We're good. And also, do they not have to come back through that thing at some point? Yeah. Also, apparently we find here that they can fucking teleport. Uh, I think they call it apparate. Ron's like, no, it's yeah. fine. They don't need the car. They can apparate. They can just teleport whatever they want. It'll be totally fine. And it's like, oh my god, you dumbass. Wait for them to come back through, and they can probably teleport you to the school or onto the train or something, if that is the case. Ugh. <laughs> to Harry's credit here, he does say he thinks this is a bad idea. Momentarily. <laughs> Momentarily, Harry's Harry like, doesn't shine in much, but but yeah. he, he he calls this one out. <laughs> he calls this one out for a minute, and he's like, "Ah, uh, this sounds like a bad idea. How are your parents gonna get home?" But then basically, the second Ron tells him, "No, they're fine. They can teleport. We'll take the car." Harry's like, "Oh yeah, cool, sweet." So it didn't last for long. It's so dumb, so dumb. I this ah. Uh. So they get in the flying car. It, uh, I forgot to mention this car has an invisibility booster. Yep. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but it's like, of course, it stops working at some point. <laughs> they, they follow the train for hours. <laughs> Ron says here the car must be getting tired. It's never gone this far before. Yeah, you know, because that's a thing. Yeah, cars get tired. You know, I've I've driven yeah, as many they long. Do. Yeah, as they do. Because this is just a car it's been enchanted yes but it's just a muggle car uh-huh. it's not like some magical beast that just looks like a car god damn yeah it, I hate well Ron. but also at the uh, somehow at the end of all this it, it develops its own personality yes. and its own oh. fucking sentient life yes. like force <laughs> i don't know if, if you or if anyone listening has ever seen like the old uh like the beetle like the love bug movies but this car is basically that. It, like, has its own personality. Like it can, Herbie? Like, op- yeah, like Herbie, exactly. Yeah. It can, like, open its doors and kick people out, and we'll get to that, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, I'm out. Uh, God damn it, Ron. This whole chapter here is just the worst. I am so angry at this point. This book is not the best, pal. It, it's, there's so much. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going to press forward. They crash in a tree getting to hogwarts the tree attacks them and then the car yeah like i said it's wait, just wait, like, wait what's the name of the tree they don't say it here yet that oh. comes up they don't know they don't it's they, the title of the fucking chapter okay fine whomping willow yeah it's the whomping willow it's it's a play on weeping willow i get it that's not bad, that's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty good it's, it's all right so yeah, they crash in the tree. The tree attacks them. The car's like, "Peace, I'm out." It just kicks them out and their shit, and just takes off, and it's gone. Yes. <laughs> so Harry and Ron get up to the castle, 
and just immediately start shit talking Snape, who of course is directly behind them as they're talking shit about him. Of course, dude, that fucking creep ass dude yeah, always they, is there. They look through the window and they're like, "Oh, Snape's not there. Maybe he got canned. Everyone hates him. He sucks." And Snape's like, <laughs> "Or maybe I am behind you, motherfuckers." <laughs> He pulls the old surprise motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely was bullied for that a little bit. Um, but uh, so Snape takes him down to his office and he's like, hey, dipshits, Muggles saw the car. Front page news. Blammo. So apparently, Zachary, Muggles are willing to accept a flying car. Because it's printed in all the papers. But you're telling me they will not accept people walking through a wall. Okay, people know <laughs> what a car is and know that it shouldn't they be in the sky. They know what walls are. They know people shouldn't be walking through them. Okay, I guess, let me put it like this. This logic when you're doesn't walking hold through, up. Well, no, 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 listen to me. When you're walking through the airport, you don't fucking pay attention to what the person walking next to you is doing or where he sits down or what gate he goes to like no because it, it's normal and it's just the normal hustle and bustle but like if you're outside and you see some big thing in the sky it's gonna be like oh hey what's that you're gonna you, like it's out of the ordinary no see if i was walking through an airport you're right i'm not paying attention but also if i saw out of the corner of my eye someone phased through solid matter <laughs> i would be like wait hold up wait what did i what, what just i'm saying happened? is you wouldn't realize anybody's phasing through solid matter because you're not paying attention yes of course but okay what about all the people who like work at king's cross they like make a deal about how there's guards like walking around like they talk to them you know what man i can't see i can't deal with this level of negativity in my life right now all right okay i'm sorry how dare i this this chapter is bad this is uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that here at the end of this chapter. So, yeah, Muggles saw the flying car, front page news. Plenty of people saw it. And now, here's the worst part of this whole thing. Now Mr. Weasley is going to get in big trouble because yeah. he's not supposed to have this this flying car, obviously. Yep. So these dipshits, I cannot believe how dumb they are. Not only did they get themselves in big trouble, but they got my boy Arthur Weasley in trouble, and that I will not stand for. Yeah, no, they're I, fucking idiots, man. They're, they're so dumb. This was literally the worst plan of all time. McGonagall's like, uh, hey, dipshits, because they tell the story like, we couldn't get through the wall. We didn't know what to do, so we thought we'd steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> and McGonagall's like, yo, why didn't you send an owl? And they're like... Oh shit! Yeah, we should have said it. It's like <laughs> right. good question. There's like a million better choices they could have made. That's like yeah. if someone somehow I got left from my family went to Walmart and I got left at the building. It'd be like, well, I guess I have to steal a car to get home, or oh wait, I could pull out my cell phone and be like, hey, you guys left me. Yeah, yeah, ah! absolutely. It's it's funny because it like you think about it and it's like. I mean, I don't know that I can remember a specific thing, but I, I, I can remember the feeling of being a kid and, like, thinking the stakes are so high for something and, like, coming up with some fucking ridiculous, sure. like, idea sure. or plan or something. And then you actually start talking through it and you're yeah. like, 
Fuck. Oh, no, wait. What? What am I doing? No. What am I doing? No, no. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. Yeah, Why would I good. do that? I mean, yeah. it's awful because it's it's stupid, but it's, it's good. <sighs> yeah, it's... Uh, so even the good-natured Dumbledore is like... This is like when your parents are like, oh, we're not mad, we're just disappointed, which is way worse. This oh, is what yeah. basically Dumbledore does. He's like, I'm very disappointed in you boys. So, I don't think he says those exact words, but it's basically the the vibe he's given off. Um, he's not having a good time like he usually is. He says he won't expel them, but basically like, hey, don't fuck up again. Don't be dumbasses or we will have to expel you. Um, <laughs> I just have this in quotes there. I don't know why I found this line so funny, but as, as they're like leaving, Dumbledore just says, Come, Severus, there's a delicious-looking custard tart I want to try. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. I think there's something about it being Snape, who I'm assuming could not give less of a shit about a custard tart that he's saying it to. But something about that line just really cracked me it, up. It's good, man. Dude, it's because... All right. It's because Snape always wants to stick his fucking nose in the punishment of Harry. Sure. Which, by the way, I don't disagree that that Harry deserves punishment. Oh, definitely. But Snape just always, he's like, he's hes the fucking, the clinger shit that you just have hanging on your butthole. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't, he just is always, he's just there. He like, Yes, but I mean, he has good reason for this. They fucked up Royal. Uh, they, they did. This they isn't did, like some like, of the stuff in, in the previous book when he like, was just pissed at them and like got them in trouble for doing nothing like no okay. taking books from the library. L- let me l- let me change let me change the the scenario here. Okay, picture picture this. Picture a kid who finds other kids doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Runs to the principal's office and then when the principal comes to to say, "Hey kids, you're doing something bad." The kids with the principal like like sitting there being like haha i get to see you get in trouble that's snape but he's not a kid though he's a teacher he part I of mean, his job it, is he discipline acts like a child he mm. he wants vengeance you're, on a fucking 11 year old 12 year old child you're not he's he's just a hard ass if this uh, no, was he's this a was, dick no if this was a like thirst for vengeance for making see harry suffer why would he go out of his way to save harry's life in the previous book Okay, so so you're telling me that it's okay to be a fucking dick to children? No, I'm not saying that. As long as you'll save their life? <laughs> I didn't say that at all. I'm saying if from Snape's point of view this was him just and okay, let, no, let no, me no, back no. up a what, step. What you just said was was no. the line is drawn at no. death. As long as you don't <laughs> yes, let them die. As long as- then- you can seriously maim children as long as you don't kill them. This is yeah. what Scott... Be- no, I'm kidding, kidding, obviously. Uh, for legal reasons, that was a for joke. For legal reasons, that was an extreme joke. Uh, no, all I'm saying is I Severus is a hard ass and, yes, at times has gone out of his way to make Harry look like a fool and make, like, make him embarrassed or miserable course because he's an asshole but if that was like his sole purpose in life i also don't think he would be going out of his way to save harry's life okay i don't think it's his sole purpose in life but he's doing the bare minimum 
he's keeping Harry alive. Otherwise, he's like, I'm going to make this dude's life shit. And, tr- and treat him like shit because I didn't like his dad. Yes, and there are plenty of times where you can say, like, yeah, Severus, should be being a dick. Why, why are you taking their book away? That's not a real rule. But all I'm saying is, in this instance, he is well within his rights of, hey, fuckers, you fucked up. Because, like I said, yes. even Dumbledore is like, yeah, you, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> what were you thinking? I got nothing. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. That, okay, in this instance, sure. He, yes. He, but he's. It's obvious they make a point of saying like that he's very disappointed that they're not getting expelled. Which yes, is, which is pretty funny. And, and like the the whole joke about like Dumbledore saying there's this custard or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck he wanted to have is is basically his nice way in front of the kids' way of saying Snape, let's fucking go. Right. Like, right. Exactly. You're, you're not a part of this anymore. They're, and they're then letting... Snape is upset about it because yes. Snape. Wants to see them get punished. No, for sure. Because he's a dick. That is true. Dumbledore's like, this is, they're in McGonagall's house. We're going to let her handle it. Um, Which Snape, yeah, Snape's not too pleased with. But because I think even Snape even says like, listen, if it was up to me, I would expel your asses right now. Let me go get the people who can't expel your asses. And obviously that doesn't go according to his plan. Um. So here, Harry, man, Harry, real bold here. He makes a smart ass excuse to McGonagall about how she can't take points away from Gryffindor because they stole the car before the term (laughs) has started. And McGonagall agrees with this. What a load of shit. Come on, McGonagall. I expect you to be more of a hard ass than that. She's like telling you, Scott, she's got she bets on their fucking house. I'm telling you, she must. (laughs) She, well, I mean, she did take away 150 points from them last time. Yeah, but she she had Dumbledore in her pocket. Man. She had, yeah. Dumbledore was like, no, it's cool. I'll just give him, I'll just give him a bunch of points at the end. It'll be fine. She's like Dumbledore. I got a lot riding on this. How do I make sure this, these fucking kids win this fucking cup? Can you give like points to Neville? What the fuck, Neville? Why would anyone give points? I don't know. Just make something up. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool, man. Just come on. I got. Oh, I got so much. Gold, what are they called? Gold dragons? Uh, no, that's Game of Thrones. Uh, galleons. Galleons. I got so she, she's like, hey man, I'll, I'll give you a cut. I'll give, I'll you, give a you a cut. cut. <laughs> just make something up. Make something. Neville. Yeah, just get points to Neville. Nobody, nobody will care. It's Neville. Uh, so yeah, I, I cannot believe she goes for this. She's like, fine, I won't take points from Gryffindor, but you get detention. So here's here's my thing, and here's what I wanted to get to with this chapter. This is seems like an entire repeat of my most hated chapter in the last book which was the dragon bullshit oh this yeah. is just another shitty device to get them detention is my guess here like why yes, else actually do you need this here if it's not just a device to get them detention because that was it, it the is. whole thing it, with the a, dragon yeah no it actually it's a vehicle for sure oh and it's just i feel like it's such lazy writing do give them something actually I, I I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's it's dumb. And then the Gryffindors clap and cheer for their big grand entrance. And Harry and Horan are like, oh, yeah, we are pretty sweet. And it's like, <laughs> God damn it, you two. <laughs> yeah, man, flying into that car, hitting that tree was pretty rad. We should go steal another car. Fuck, God. Dude. Oh, it's so bad. Um, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's. 
let's get through chapter six here. That's the end of chapter five. Um, <laughs> they're having breakfast. And oh, the, this is a good chapter. <laughs> this is a pretty good chapter. Uh, the Weasley's gross old owl, L. Oh, I can't even remember its name. Errol. Eloise. Errol. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Eloise. I was close. <laughs> the the Weasley's gross old owl plops directly into Hermione's bowl of porridge. See, this is why I don't want nasty birds delivering shit during breakfast. Because that's gross. Yeah. Also, birds breakfast. Birds are gross, dude. Yeah, birds are disgusting. Also, of all the meals, don't ruin breakfast. Breakfast is the best meal. I think we can all agree breakfast is the best food. But what about second breakfast? What about second breakfast? Uh... Yeah, breakfast. All breakfast food is good. Don't don't ruin breakfast. Yeah, I, don't I agree. Like it. So Lockhart thinks that he gave Harry the taste for publicity, oh and God. that's why he flew the car to Hogwarts. This guy, my guy Lockhart, is just like Harry. I know you thought you had to make a grand entrance. Got the publicity bug, did you, boy? Harry, Harry, Harry. Dude, that's a really good Jim Dale Lockhart impersonation. It's pretty perfect. Um, He said, okay, I have this in quotes because it's so good. All that business with he who shall not be named isn't quite as good as winning Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award five times in a row. But it's a start. It's a start. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's such an arrogant ass. He's like just so oblivious. Harry is just like stunned and like has no response for anything that Lockhart is saying. And Lockhart's just like, you'll get there someday, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It, it is pretty good. Uh, oh. when, when you look at when you look at this as like a as when you look at that as like as comedy it's it's pretty amazing when what i was else a kid am I supposed to look at this like when i was a kid i i didn't have that that concept oh, i didn't see. i was like yo fuck this guy fuck this guy he thinks he's cooler than harry harry's exactly. my guy oh god you were the worst <laughs> yes. as a kid weren't yeah. you no yeah reading it now from my perspective this is so funny this is like yeah. the funniest shit in the world it's the juice man Th- yeah. this is it yeah. <laughs> this is what this book uh this is the only redeeming quality of this book. Oh, lovely. Well, at least it has this. Um, <laughs> it's not true, but... So, Hermione, they're, they're in, like, their... It's not potions, like, roots, like, flowers, class, whatever it is. Help me out here. What? Like, plants. Herbology. Is that Herbology, it? Herbology, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, they're in their Hermione... Hermione, they're in their Hermione, they're in their Herbology class, and Hermione gets 20 points for Gryffindor in, like, the first two minutes of their class. Yeah. The 50 points they lost last year doesn't seem so bad now if she's just getting 10-pointers left and right. Well, it's because she's a badass. Nobody else gets racks up points like her. Well, yeah, but didn't they have, like, a total of 400 points last year? If she was racking up points like this, she would be crushing it. Gryffindor would be crushing. Uh, I mean, that's 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 pretty true. You know, the, the the this is a common like topic actually in like in Harry Potter fandom. Like, hey, what the fuck is about? Like, well, I guess when we're the talking about values. like like things that just don't make sense is like oh. how the points scale from book mm. one to like later. Like, they're just oh. <laughs> they just don't. It's like. <laughs> 
they like, don't at, make sense. At one point, like uh, like thirty points is like a fucking ass ton, and and then at some point it's like yeah, twenty points is like yeah, hey, I'd fucking do this with my eyes closed. Yeah, twenty points. She, literally, literally two questions in. She's like ten points, ten points, bang, Hermione, bang, bang. Yeah. Um, and later you learn that Quidditch games contribute to the points. Oh, we already knew that. Oh, did you know that already? Okay, and it's like, hold on, how how does that fit in? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's 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 you'd have to talk to a house point like econ major. I don't know, <laughs> dude. An, for an real. economist, there should the, be a a study of this yes, at Hogwarts. How, how, the, how the point system <laughs> works? Yes, we need to talk about the inflation of house point value <laughs> and how it's ruining the house economy. When, when we when we just print new uh, yes. house points. <laughs> People are just, <laughs> just lowers the value. <laughs> Freaking, what is the name of their herbology teacher? Flit, Professor Flitlick? Sprout. Sprout. Come on, yeah, dude. How could I forget Sprout. that? How could I forget that? <laughs> Sprout is ruining the economy by inflating the value of the points while McGonagall is taking them away. It's <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. We need to fix the, the house point economy. Uh, so, so then my next note just says a bunch of dumb school bullshit happens that I don't want to take notes on. <laughs> That's fair. Um, they go through, I think, a couple classes here. Uh, then, next note, in big quotes, uh, exclamation points, who's giving out signed photos? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's summoned by that. It's like, oh, signed photos? And he just, like, poofs <laughs> out of thin air. Uh, I, it's that dumb little kid is like, oh, Harry, you're my favorite. You're the best. I want your photograph signed. And just poof, Lockhart is immediately there. Yep. Uh, it's Colin Creevy, man. Colin Creevy, sure. Um, all I care about is the Lockhart stuff. Literally, that's all of my notes here. Just FYI, full disclosure. (laughs) All my notes here about Lockhart. Um... So Lockhart, he gets Colin to take a picture of both of them, and he's like, I covered for you, Harry, there, but don't get too big of a head. (laughs) He tells Harry to be careful not to get too big of a head. He says at this stage in his career, he doesn't need to carry around a stack of signed photos like he does, like Lockhart needs to. And he says, I don't think you're there quite yet. God, I love him. Um, So they go to his class. This is right before his class, Defense Against the Dark Arts. He's the dark arts teacher. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but we find that out at the bookstore, I think. Yeah. Um, First thing, Lockhart's like, here, take a test about me. Uh, It's like 54 questions. How much do you know about me? What's my favorite color? What's my favorite birthday gift? Uh, He cracks a couple sick jokes in there about how Oh, everyone should know that my favorite birthday gift is peace amongst wizards and muggles or some shit like that. And then he's like, then he adds at the end, he's like, but I wouldn't say no to a good glass of whiskey. Ha ha, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, I, I, I kind of hate that you love him uh, so God, much, God, you're going you're gonna to really love it then because, like I said, literally, well, I guess we're almost done here, but almost entirely my notes were about him he's so funny another 10 points for Hermione here because she does good on her test so she's already racked up 30 points for Gryffindor she's crushing it Hermione doing good stuff as usual uh (laughs) then Lockhart after they take this test he's just like hey check out these pixies 
and he just lets them loose and they just wreck the classroom. They like are pulling Neville up by his ears, which that sounds like it would really hurt. Yeah, uh, a definitely. lot. I don't know if like if one of your parents ever like grabbed you by the ear and like pulled you to get you to like when you were like in big trouble or anything, but that hurts. No, my my mom would do the uh the pinch on my thigh or on oh, the back of my arm. Yeah. Or she'd hit me with the chunkla. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> like the flip flop. Oh, she'd hit you flip-flop. with a flip flop? Yeah, dude. That's kind that's of a, amazing. That's a typical like I mean, that's a typical Hispanic Wait, mom thing. Would she be like wearing them and just like bend down, pull it yeah, off, dude. and just whack you with it? Yeah, I'm telling oh, you, God. man, the the image of my mom reaching like lifting her leg and reaching down to take her flip flop <laughs> off. Fucking, it's a thing of nightmares, man. That's so good. Your it's it's terrifying. <laughs> oh my god, just hitting you with a flip flop. That's amazing. Yeah, she throw it at me, dude. Oh well, yeah. I assume as soon as you saw her reaching for it, you were like, "Yeah, Ow. yep." Um, yeah, the ears ear stuff hurts. Um, just ask Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Why the <laughs> ear, man? <laughs> um. So, so yeah, these pixies are just wrecking the place. Lockhart pulls out his wand and tries to stop them at one point. But one of the pixies just grabs his wand and throws it out the window. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm out. And he just bails. It's like, uh, you two dopes, plus Hermione, you clean this up. I'm out of here. And so then he leaves the two dopes and Hermione to round up the pixies. And that's yeah. the end of the chapter. Uh I think Lockhart's they say, an idiot. yeah, I think they say something to like, like Ron and Harry are like, oh, what a, what a fool. And I'm like, you two dipshits stole a car and thought that was a good idea. So I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> and Hermione, of course, is defending Lockhart. She's like, uh, think about all the cool stuff he's done. And there's the, 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 the stinger here of the chapter is. Or that he says he's done. So, I mean... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 yeah. Spoiler, I don't think he's actually done a lot of this stuff he's done. Uh, it seems very Quirrell-esque in that wasn't he supposed to have met a vampire and that's why he was, like, scaredy cat and loved garlic or, you know, kept garlic around, but it was actually just Voldemort shit. Um, I don't know what you're talking... Oh, are you talking about, like, his head smelling like garlic? Yeah, they talked about how he's always smelling like garlic, yeah. and the the rumor was that it's because he met a vampire, and that's also why he was so jittery and scared all the time. Yeah, but none of that was actually true either. Yeah. So, hey, do you remember in the in the first book that there's a part where Fred and George throw snowballs, <laughs> throw snowballs yes. at Coral's yes. turban? Yes, I do. Remember it's amazing because they're literally throwing snowballs at, at Voldemort's Voldemort. face. That's true. I never thought about it that way. I always <laughs> just thought of it as like. Wow, another mention of Quirrell's turban. I wonder if this will play some role in the story. <laughs> but that is funny. It's just like I could now I could just picture Voldy underneath there being like, ah, fucking kids. <laughs> yes. Shit, snowballs. Fuck. Um Hey, and I also I I wanted to say I well, I told myself I needed to tell you this earlier because you learned about Nocturne Alley. Um, but there's a little fun thing about the names for Diagon Alley and Nocturne Alley. I wanted to wait till you learned the, you know, about Nocturne Alley. So, uh, it's just 
diagonally and nocturnally. Like it's just the words, but like. <laughs> well, see, just, that's I, the thing. I, like nocturne, it's not spelled like N O C T U R, like you would think it would be. Right. It's like knock, like K N O C K. Right. Of turn. course, because it's 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 magic. It has to be different. It's magic. But like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought I thought you'd get a little kick out of that just because you like weird name things. But yeah, uh, it, it's just Diagon Alley is literally just diagonally, and Nocturne Alley is like, oh, it's night, it's dark, nocturnally. Oh my god, I like cool weird stuff, not uh, put outer type of bullshit. That's what that is. That's a real put outer. Oh my thing god, situation. It has uh, a real name later, by the way. Oh, good. I was very worried about that. I, yeah, I know. You couldn't sleep at night, I man. couldn't sleep without knowing that they give that thing a real name. So that's, yeah, that's the first chip, six chapters of Chamber of Secrets. Um, Arthur, How you feeling? Arthur and Lockhart, if, if not for them, I would be just, I, I, and I still am just furious at this book, like, that whole thing with stealing the car is maybe the dumbest situation they've gotten themselves into. <laughs> like, like I, I made a big deal about how they were dumbasses for leaving the uh, cloak of invisibility up on the tower, and that's how they right. got caught with the dragon thing. Like, I yeah. made a big deal about that being real stupid of them. But this is like some next level stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that there's anything else in this series that kind of like is quite to this level of like what the fuck why you know um it's weird man this, this is i mean you, you what you're reading and and your thoughts are are a main reason of why i'm not a huge fan i mean and i i i feel like anybody who maybe starts listening in the middle of like and and like they're not listening from episode 1 mm-hmm. that i just need to clarify like i i i am the, i am the biggest Harry Potter fan that I know. Yes. Um, Huge. I think the only person that, that, that might have me be or like neck and neck with me is my sister-in-law. Uh, uh, Allie. She, I mean, she knows, she probably knows more than me about Harry Potter, but either way, either way, like I, I love this series. You, you better have Allie listen to this podcast so I can set her straight on all she sure she needs to know about. I will make sure Lockhart she listens. <laughs> Um, but like, I mean, I love this series to no end, but this book is, is absolutely to me is the thorn in my side in this series. It's just like anytime I reread the series, which has been several times, sure, it's like, this is the one that I'm like, oh, fuck, that's, that's right. I gotta, I gotta roll through this. That's, that's a little encouraging to hear because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to just dump on this and I know I did that a lot, so I kind of just did that. <laughs> but man, like, I sure hope it gets better because a lot of stuff in here, like, like I said, there's still things like I get a kick out of it, and it's usually like the small things, like the mirror calling Harry scruffy and yelling at him, and just stuff like the Chudley cannons Fuck existing, yeah. and Arthur wanting to beat the shit out of Lucius, and Lockhart being just amazingly oblivious hilarious uh so there there are still things i enjoy happening 
but I feel like a lot of the big plot points are just so like it just feels lazy to me. It's just like come on, you could have you could have come up with something better than this. Come on, don't give yeah. me this. Oh, we got to steal this car bullshit like uh, so yeah. so that it's encouraging my my main thrust of that is it's encouraging to hear that you know this is maybe the the dark chapter not in like tone but in you know yeah um and and even too for a little bit of um i guess to give the credit where it's due is like the main point of this book like once it's all said and done and and like the main the main plot I actually think it's conceptually. I think it's it's really cool. Um, a lot, lot of, lot of really cool there. things. Yeah, it's it's just like how you mentioned. You know, like the like the vehicle that's being taken to get right. them from point A to point B is like is just not that great to me. Right, and that was you know even in the last book when I pointed out the dragon stuff seemed to be just a plot device to get yes. them in trouble and get them detention. The stuff that happened as a result of that, the stuff in the forest when they're doing it was like my favorite stuff in the whole book. Like that was right. my favorite chapter. So as long as there are the high points like that, I think I will be more okay with it. But you know, while I'm at this point where it's like, well, I'm sure this is just, a way to get them detention and it's a super dumb shitty way to get them detention but i hope this pays off so yeah that's that's just where i'm currently at you know i'm I'm six chapters in here um and yeah it's it's not great so far i hope it picks up but then again i'm also just thinking about like oh, i sure hope book three is better than this. <laughs> Oh, it is, man. Okay. It, it 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 really is. Good. Really is. That's that's yeah. good to hear. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not burning out yet. I'm not like fuck this shit. I'm out. Uh, I'm definitely fuck not to that shit, point. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep going. But this 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 was not the best stretch. Um, like I said, still bright spots, but not not my favorite section here. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, I I can't really disagree. So anyway, well, let's, let's wrap this thing up, man. Um, everybody, thank you guys so much for, uh, for hanging out with us and, and, uh, listening to Scott bitch about, um, you know, the, the worst Harry Potter book in the series, uh, so far. Definitely. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't already listened, uh, and you are a fan of one piece or you're thinking of getting into the anime one piece, uh, I don't recommend it, but I do recommend you listening to <laughs> to our other uh, podcasts where we're talking about, uh, or where I'm talking about my journey through the One Piece uh, story. Um, it is, uh, it's fun. Hell yeah. It's fun because I get to shit on something that Scott loves. Um, it's a good time. So yeah, come hang out with it's us over there time. too if you guys are uh, interested in that. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. 